Hello and welcome to a new episode of Total Real Call. This is I am Dan. Hi Dan, I'm Simon. <laughs> That's a good start. Oh, oh well, well there. Um, so this week we have watched uh, Crimson Tide, 1995 Crimson Tide, uh, to- directed by Tony Scott. Um, we linked to that because the last film we watched was uh, what was it? Uh, <laughs> you were really well prepared here. Why, why are you asking me these questions? I haven't got that written down on my Jackie list. Brown. What was it, Jackie Brown? Yeah. So the last film we watched was Jackie Brown. So <laughs> obviously directed by Tarantino, and the link is that Tarantino did some uncredited uh, uh, un, um, rewrites of the script for Crimson Tide. There are lots of other links as well, but that's the main one. So we thought, well, I've not seen Crimson Tide for years and years, and I remember it being really good. Uh, so, and I remember kind of vaguely remember bits of it. And I love Gene Hackman. I think Denzel Washington's amazing. So that's what we dipped into. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, um, yeah. we watched that this week. I've got a few... A couple of post-it notes worth of notes. So is Simon. Um, I've got, overall, uh, what did you got, think? Did you like it? Um, well, I was a bit like you in terms of, I remember seeing it uh, probably when it came out. So yeah, mid-90s, isn't it? Um, yeah. And yeah, really enjoying it. And then when I came back to it, I'd not say I didn't enjoy it, but I kind of probably found more problems with it or was maybe a bit more discerning as a movie viewer. So I was kind of, most of my notes, uh, I think, as I said to you off air, was uh, basically major health and safety problems that I've got with the film. So that's, that's pretty much what yeah. I was, pretty much what I was going through most of the time. I'm not, not happy with um, a lot of the health and safety things on a nuclear submarine. So there, but <laughs> that was, but yeah, I, I think, um yeah i don't know if i, I didn't quite it's good it is good and it's quite it keep it's quite good for an action film there's not that much action so it kind of keeps mm. the tension going all the way through but it is very much um around that that i guess the mid 90s action film isn't it it's very much yeah. a tony scott film although uh, tony scott is a great director he's done he, he does do action films, but he does a lot of good films. So I'm not, but it's a, it's a Jerry Simpson and Brockenheimer production. And it's, it's very much yeah, yeah. that kind of, you know, bombastic. Naval, over the top. Yeah. Over the top. But also the characters you meet, you can kind of, you know, that obviously James Gandolfini is there and he's mm-hmm. just going to be player, play a serious ball buster of a kind of guy and you know everybody you could recommend to be on a nuclear submarine in a in a bit of a cartoonish way there's those characters isn't there so i think so i think probably when i first watched it i i enjoyed that and, and there is a lot to enjoy but it's, it's not a bad film but i think bef- when i was watching this time i was thinking oh, i'm not you know i kind of as you say i love gene hatman but i don't know i don't know if i liked his performance as much as i remember i, I found him a bit of a bit of an arsehole <laughs> but maybe that i guess that's the point but sometimes it didn't it didn't seem likable <laughs> at all well, did I, it? no absolutely not he's i mean he is i think he's a really good i suppose villain really in this yeah. i know he's it, essentially he's trying to do the right thing but also you know not i think it's just showing that he's kind of stuck in his ways and not willing to um, yeah, you know, take advice or 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 adapt to a new way of working, and I think that's probably the whole point, isn't it? But he, uh, yeah, that's I mean, a good, he, good. he is he is brilliant at playing a really horrible man. <laughs> yeah, 
And that's a good point, actually. I didn't think of it in terms of, because obviously the villain, well, there isn't really a villain in, in terms no. of the film. So he probably is. I mean, there are obviously the forces of, a, you know, a Russian kind of takeover that may be going to start a nuclear war. And then there's mm. the Russian submarine, I guess. That was the one they were chasing that was chasing them, all those kind of things. So yeah. they're kind of, but they're kind of on the periphery, aren't they? We don't get to know them. So I guess Hatman is more like the, um, either the villain or the, the kind of, yeah, the dark presence out of the two of them, isn't he? And it's very yeah. much kind of, Again, I think I've said this in other films, though. Perhaps when we when, when we look back now in twenty twenty one, work workplace bullying on that on that uh, on, on that submarine oh, off the chart, off the chart. Yes, it's not yeah. good, is it? No, awful and racism and all sorts going on. It's um, yeah, there's a lot more of a racial undertone, isn't there? Than than I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, definitely, definitely that. I thought it was it would work really well on on stage. I think. Because obviously it's yeah. just on a submarine, a set really, other than a couple of minutes either end of the film. It's basically all set on a submarine and most of it on the bridge of the submarine. Um, would work quite well on, uh, like adapted for, this, for the stage, I think. Just just because it's kind of about the build, build up of tension, uh, repetition of them getting those nuclear codes through and stuff. And it kind of, yeah. I just, I really enjoyed that element, I think, of the, of the order of you know, the military order of things and the way it works. And also just learning, I mean, I'm sure it doesn't work like that at all, but just learning a little bit about how that whole system works. Yeah. Um, they actually, I read that they actually shot it on a French submarine because they couldn't get permission to shoot it on an American one. They just, they just said <laughs> flat no. But they also didn't have permission to shoot that. Uh, the opening scene, which is of a submarine, it's actually of the USS Alabama. Which right. um, is it? What it's set on? What you know? The film is set on that submarine, but they didn't have permission to shoot that either. They just got a tip off from, from somebody and got a helicopter up and just shot it. And then the submarine captain decided that he was going to go, like, basically, just go underwater so they couldn't shoot it anymore. But that's exactly what Tony Scott wanted. <laughs> that's what they wanted. He wanted a shot of it going underwater, so uh, they got exactly what they needed. A couple of boats with cameras on and a, and a helicopter up in the air, and they and they got it all shot. So I think a lot, some of it was a bit, yeah, kind of guerrilla filmmaking. Some of it to say it was a big budget kind of thing. You'd think, yeah, location manager would have sorted that out, but you know, who, knows, <laughs> who knows? Well, you can speak with your experienced hat on there, can't you? I guess. Uh... Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how my chances of sorting out a nuclear submarine, but I probably would have given it a go. You know. Yeah, yeah, give it. Yeah, I mean, I think it was. Yeah, I mean, that's what, I don't know. I think there was just probably, you kind of saw a bit of uh, Tony Scott's early chops on that, I think, didn't you? And I guess mm. he may be, may be battling the producer's input in terms of like the, as I say, the the bombastic approach to a kind of filmmaking. It reminded me of uh, your mate and my Michael Bay style filmmaking at, start, at the start where they're all kind of get, get all the Marines all lined up, kind of chanting and shouting and, yeah. heroic speech get on but i don't know it just kind of yeah that kind of thing doesn't doesn't do it for me anymore i don't know i think it kind of gets my back up a little bit so there's a yeah at least, also, submarine, at least submarine didn't turn into a transformer well that would be i don't if the, the, if the button would have been off after that wouldn't it have been i wouldn't have been having that Although you know, John maybe one day we, turns up and uh, maybe we need to watch Transform do a, a Transformers uh, 
film. We'll do a spe- we'll do a se- we'll do a Michael Bay special. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> Your favourite. Goddamn amazing. <laughs> but I mean, should we get more into the nitty gritty of the film? Because I've got one yeah. one one main character that I'd like you to explore is the uh, the Jack Russell. How did you find him? Right. Well, I wrote down. I all I wrote down was dog on my list yeah. of uh, notes. But yeah, the well. To, to go along with your list of health and safety breaches, I'm sure if you were to look into it, they would not allow animals on a nuclear submarine. I mean, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be allowed to take his Jack Russell. But, you know, Jack Russells that I've met in my life have been very clever, very friendly. They live a long time. And he says, smartest dog alive. That's what he says. Yeah, I've got that noted down. I was going to, I mean, I've got no evidence to support that claim one way or the other. I just don't feel it's true. <laughs> well, <laughs> but maybe it is. I'm sure anybody who's got any breed of dog would tell you that their dog is the clever. I mean, surely, you know, police dogs, German shepherds, yeah. collies, sheep dogs. I mean, they're all clever, aren't they? Most dogs are clever. That's just, just but, built yeah. in. Yeah. It, but, it depends yeah, how you, it depends how you define clever as well because I, I mean most dogs, you wouldn't you know we like to, as you say we like to call our own pets clever but really they're thick as shit aren't they most of them I mean yeah I mean what do they do licky lick the balls and <laughs> run after run after sticks most of them most of their I mean, life involves balls of different types doesn't dogs. it but what one thing I was going to say where you've obviously had really good experience with Jack Russells I've had terrible experience I find them nasty bastards most of them right yeah okay and i'll tell you one one specific one i can remember to this day on my paper round when i was in spondon oh, delivered uh top end of spondon there was this house and every day there were jack russell came out to greet me and chased me down the drive every <laughs> fucking day that little bastard and sometimes got through to the neighbor's drive and chasing down that one as well this is why you need a buggered it's that's why it's probably explains a lot about my life. Why, why, yeah. why I'm who I am. It's that little <laughs> bastard of a dog chased me around. What paper oh, were you? I hated it. Dolby Evening Telegraph. Nah, right. Mostly. Yeah. That's, so that's why, that's why he's chasing you. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> it was back in the day where you'd want to, I mean, nowadays they give it, give it away free, don't they? I bet they do that with the Nottingham Evening Post, but <laughs> now, right, you but... know, they try and force it in your hand, but these people wanting it delivered. So, so yeah, that's why I'm not a massive fan of the Jack Russell. Um, See, my my uh, just relating to that, and off on a, the first major tangent of this podcast, I um, my dream job probably still now even is is to be a postman, uh, a walking postman rather than a driving yeah. postman. And yeah, yeah. The only major thing that puts me off is dogs. Yeah. I, I was always a little bit scared of dogs when I was a kid, and I've got better as I've got as I've got older. And we kind of we do want a dog, actually. You know, we we want a dog in the house and stuff. But um, but yeah, I don't know other people's dogs and sort of just them being territorial and biting your hand off yeah. through the through the letterbox. I just have to miss those houses out. I think they just wouldn't never get any posts. I mean, that's I can see you a as a postman because you look postmany. You dress like you dress like a postman already. Lots of shorts. Well, yeah, I mean, actually, I mean, if I was to go, if I was to tell you the absolute truth, what I really want to do is work for UPS because I want to drive that van, the brown van, brown van. And I've seen, I saw a UPS guy the other day, and not only was he dressed like with you know brown shorts on, brown not brown jacket, yeah, and all stuff. He had UPS socks on, oh. and I just thought this just this whole setup is like 
pretty cool. I, I yeah. really like driving around with the door open. I don't know how to get away with that. Another health That's, and safety issue. Yeah, you'd look great. That's so um, to, to investigate. Anyone works for UPS? Just get in touch. <laughs> Anyway, back to the back to the film of the Jack Russell. That's health and safety. No, no, number one for me is that that is running around on on the ship. Well, the other um, animal related thing I've got a bit of an issue with, and you may have this on your list as well, is one of the guys has got a fish tank. He's got an aquarium in the in his like next to his bunk bed. Yeah. Now, surely having fish on a submarine isn't a good idea either. Like covering it over with a little blanket and stuff, but surely like, like a submarine. I mean, I'm sure it stays fairly um, horizontal, but if it, if it like tips either way, surely that's going everywhere. I, well, I, don't know. I think it does stay fairly horizontal, but obviously we saw when there was some action sequences, they had to do that pretend slidey thing, didn't they? But so big, that's big it's going down. Dip, yeah. But I mean, I did, again. That's another thing. It goes on to a few other things I've got a problem with because that that. There's not enough space to have a fish tank. Have an aquarium on the bloody, on a bloody nuclear submarine. There seems to be a lot more space than I would imagine there is. Because, uh, I mean, frequently um, Denzel was just jogging around there, just jogging on on a nuclear. It was. It was uh, I mean, <laughs> is there that much space to be able to jog on on a on a nuclear submarine? I can understand if it was a uh, uh, aircraft carrier because they're massive, aren't they? But it's it's not. I would have thought it's all very, very contained. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Das Boat, and that's uh, that's kind of uh, yeah, that doesn't seem like there's this room for a guy to be jogging a lot. But he does. I mean, again, I mean, it is again. It goes back to that kind of filmmaking, isn't it? Where you have to set Denzel up as this kind of active, kind of younger guy. Yeah. That I suppose it's it's a it's a it's a filmmaker's trick of making him seem who he is. I suppose. Yeah. And doing doing pull ups on the bars and stuff. They they love to do that in nineties films, don't they? Just do pull ups wherever they can. That's that's yeah. always a thing of an action film. Do some, yeah, press ups and. Yeah, you know, prove, prove you get in your, your grey sweatshirt, grey sweatshirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, the second, second major, uh, well, big no-no for me in terms of health and safety was there's a lot of smoking going on. Did you notice that? Well, I mean, there's there's a, there's a lot of talk at the beginning and throughout about his cigars that yeah, Hackman smoking, and again, yeah, I, I mean, you're on a contained metal tube under the sea wouldn't have thought there's a lot of ventilation no. so the whole place is just going to stink of cigarette smoke cigars pretty potent aren't they so uh, yeah it's a bit seemed uh, a bit weird yeah i don't know where you find a list of uh rules on board but I, I think a lot of these like you say are being being broken here it's, it's unrealistic it is <laughs> i mean maybe we're looking too literally into this but there was it was very kind of just so i mean that's it in my younger days, that would have been just seen as cool having a cigar on a nuclear submarine. But now, and there's the, and then it led to the, somehow a fire in the kitchen, which again seemed a little bit crazy that there'd be, I don't know, yeah. it seemed a, a nice little setup to show how good Denzel is with his 
on commanding people to get the fire out but I'd have thought you're not going to have a major fire on a nuclear submarine in the kitchen when you first set out into the into the ocean. But they were, they were only a couple of hours out, weren't they? Probably yeah, making some that. waffles or whatever. I don't know what they were making, but it went up like a pop tarts, probably pop tarts. So yeah, there's a, there's a few a few problems with the uh, with that. Well, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I completely understand. Uh, it went, I'd say it went quite quickly, but then action films do, don't they? It was a couple of hours long, I think, the, the duration, something like that. But um, it went fairly quickly, I thought. Um, it, it did, yeah. It held the attention. I quite liked the, my, my favourite character was the uh, was the radio guy or the yes. one that, that, that had the, um, that noticed the radar kind of guy. But, you know the one that's called out when there was a nuclear submarine near them, etc. Oh yeah, yeah. Him and and the radio guy is pretty cool. But one note I've got about him, the ray, you know, the radar guy. When it went, yeah. he wasn't very calm when something happened. He was kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of, again, yeah, he had a proper, proper sweat on, didn't he? Yeah, I think a proper dab on, and he's kind yeah, of like yeah. screaming, like, ah, there's a submarine, there's a submarine. Oh no. What are we going to do? And like, and Vossler, isn't it? The actor's name, L- Lillo Bracanto. Great name. Yeah. Like, liked um, it. Like, but I just thought it's probably not, you're probably trained to be a little bit calmer under pressure than that. When I'd, have thought, I'd have thought part of your essential training would to be, make, to be to make make sure that you're, you can keep it together yeah. when you're, once you're on the submarine under under a bit of pressure, yeah. I think I've um, got a line written down. I'm sure it was him that said it, but he basically, during one of these kind of stressful encounters with with another submarine. He goes, I don't know about you, but I'm pissing my pants, which I quite like that. That's, that's kind of, that summed it, summed it, summed up the calmness down there on these nuclear. <laughs> yeah, dealing with it well. Dealing yeah. with it, de- dealing with it well. So, yeah. But I, I think I like that. And I like the radio, the tension, getting the radio kind of working was quite, quite cool. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. The, um, I mean, I spent as with any film from from back then that I've not seen for many many years. I was just spotting as many faces that I recognise from other things I've seen yeah. since, you know. So obviously, Tony Soprano, um, who actually um, was in uh, True Romance, which he Tony was, Scott directed as yeah. well. So uh, must be a, must have been a mate of Tony Scott's, which was which is great. Um, Aragorn was in it. Yeah, Vigo, um, very early Vigo, until it seemed early Vigo. Really. Yeah. I mean, and both brilliant actors. I mean, I think they're both excellent. In yeah. Film. So Gene Hackman, fantastic. I mean, I have always really liked his performance in The Royal Tenenbaums. That's one of my favourite films. Yeah, that's great. Film. But again, just just an asshole. Just, yeah. really good at, just really good at playing that character. Think think he's excellent at it. And still around now. I mean, obviously he's not acting anymore, but I was re- reading up about him like in his 90s, but he's still, you know, still about... Still bashing out. It's, it's not. Yeah. I didn't know he was not active, but I guess he's ninety. He's probably he's older yeah, than I, I thought. Don't know what he's like. Yeah, same. I don't know what his um, last film was, but I have to I have to look into it. No, he's genius. Denzel still going and producing quite a lot of stuff now. In fact, um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I noticed he's one of the producers, so he's um, like out there getting stuff getting stuff made, which is. But I really, I mean, you can't fault Denzel much, can you? No, no. He, he was kind of the, again the standout, kind of just 
just just kind of owned the kind of he he did give an absolute performance of somebody who I would want commanding a nuclear submarine because it's kind Absolutely. of matter of fact, cool under pressure and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, he was yeah. De- definitely Den- Denzel was Denzel, isn't he? Legend. Yeah, well, he just did everything he's in. I mean, more the most recent thing I think I've probably seen that he he's in. Well, other than um, uh, Training Day, which I think is incredible in Training Day. You know, I've never seen that. Oh, get on it a, that is a film mate um yeah <laughs> <We laughs> obviously do, new... <laughs> i was gonna say we should do another podcast of films we haven't seen because that'd be that there'd be some absolute killers on there that we probably be some surprise ones where i think no nah, i've never seen that yeah well a bit embarrassing yeah, it's a bigger list than the ones i have seen probably well definitely <laughs> Um, but yeah, Denzel's the new uh, equaliser, isn't he? Or has been in the last. Yes. Made. And I quite I quite enjoy those just as like daft, you know. I think one of the film. last films that I saw, it, it, well, not, not not his last film, but I sort of watched Man, Man on Fire. He did that, didn't he? I think. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Which I've is really good. But again, he does see, <laughs> I've seen it, but he does seem to have gone down that. that that's his kind of, as you say, it's, it's kind of the action y action mm. role, but with a kind of, with a complicated backstory, it seems to be. Denzel's kind of uh, go-to now. Well, Training Day is uh, Antoine Facquar is the director, and he did the Equalizer film. So obviously they've stuck yeah. together like a bit of a team. But a Training Day, I remember just being I, one of the things that sticks sticks in my head about Training Day is how sharp it looked back then. I don't know when when that came out a long time ago, but it just looked HD before everything was yeah. HD. It, just, it looked really crisp. It's quite rainy, sunny kind of LA. And um, Ethan Hawke's in it, and I I really like Ethan Hawke. He's not in uh, enough stuff, I don't think. Really, not anymore, is he? I think he's a brilliant actor. So, um, but anyway, Crimson Tide. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, the uh, USS Alabama. You know, at the end of it, um, all is okay. It's basically a you know a build up to are they going to be attacked by uh, a Russian sub, like you say, and um, and they they lose their radar contact, so they can't get a message through to find out whether they should attack this other submarine or not, or cause nuclear nuclear war, basically. Um, and uh, and in the end, it all turns out okay. And then there's a bit of a court case at the end, and uh, and I suppose, well, I mean, everybody come, they both get a bit of a t- telling off, don't they? Really, no one really comes out on top, particularly although other than Denzel is now the commander of the submarine and Hackman yeah. retired. Yeah, as you say, I think that's kind of kind of summing up the film. I guess if you look at it, like that, it doesn't seem like much happens, but I guess that's quite a bit about the genius of the film that actually mm. the tension really is between it is between the two people, isn't it? And the fact that they're trying to reestablish one one of them wants to go with the nuclear launch without because the last order was to launch nuclear weapons and mm. denzel saying hold on a minute we've we had a we had half a communication we should check yeah. it and, and a kind of so it's that tension which is done really well for saying it's quite a they say it's quite a simple premise isn't it you were waiting mm. to try we're trying to fix a radio but we're trying but the tension is all between that that you know the the orders that's been given do who's correct in following do you follow the orders you've got or do you yeah. kind of do, we act do, on do you or? check because of the you know the the obviously the incredible seriousness of the situation so, mm. and and you're right it kind of the yeah the end of it is again a little bit 
I guess it's to try and neaten it up and and do it, but it, it does seem like obviously that yeah they do both get told off, and I guess Hackman try almost comes out of it with his obviously he he's I think gives the recommendation for Denzel to take on the, uh, mm, the yeah, the, so it's a good like thing. But then yeah. when when he speaks to him afterwards, he kind of you can see Hackman's not really that apologetic about it. I think he's apologetic, more apologetic about. I guess maybe getting it wrong in terms of orders and do it doing the procedures wrong rather than offending anybody, isn't he? Or, or you yeah, know, yeah. what what he did, what his behaviour. He probably still thinks a lot of the stuff he did was correct, wasn't it? And and so it's yeah. And I guess you say Hatman sells that kind of pretty much a dislikable character, but one that's at least you think try in in his head trying to do was following orders and trying to do it the right way, but. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a neat, which is quite cool. There wasn't a a kind of neat end to their relationship, was there? You can kind of feel like they both perhaps respected each other, but didn't like each other. Which I suppose is the way it has to be when you're in the military and you're working together in that kind yeah. of space, I suppose. But then, yeah, went and um, wandered off with his Jack Russell into the into the sunset, <laughs> and then the credits rolled, and that was, uh, that was, that was the end it. of that. And what I was thinking, I don't know about you, talking about going back to the UPS uniforms, how do you like those uh, sailor uniforms? Crisp and white, aren't they, really? They are. Well, it, there was actually a scene of Denzel ironing his shirt, wasn't there, I think? Yeah. In, 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 in amongst it all. So but You yeah. don't want, you wouldn't want to be in a, anything with any kind of sauce on where you, just before you're going into the court martial, would you? Because <laughs> you, you don't want to get some, like, you know, brand sauce down that, would you? <laughs> because <laughs> that'd show up it would be very what very crisp and white yes you yeah are correct uh the last film the last films that uh hackman were in uh, well actually he raw turned around 2001 and he didn't make many after that you know he did behind enemy lines also the same year then runaway jury don't know anything about that and then welcome to mooseport in 2004 right. then that's it blimey that was it uh, Enemy of the State, which was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, he, after he made Crimson Tide, he'd get Shorty, which kind of links to uh, various other films that we've covered in the yeah. in the last few episodes. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, he's done yeah done some good. He's good done some stuff. great films. And so, what we were thinking about going on to next, and and maybe this will happen, but we were we were thinking about going to the the, uh, the French Connection. Yes, um, that's. Uh, so 1971, um, and uh, drop back and see see what he was up to back then. Oh yeah, yeah. I've not seen that for ages, but kind of it's a, it's a classic, isn't it? So yeah, I'd be really interested to watch that again. Oh, and that happened happen in in the 70s. I've got a, I've got a got a real kind of um, like for 70s cinema. I think that's my favourite era cinema. I don't know why as well because I like the 70s kind of. So I'm looking forward to getting involved in that. Fine. Well, watch this space. See if that's what we go with. Any yeah, yeah, suggestions of again for any films that you think we should cover? Or again, we are in the process of trying to secure some guests. We've got a few people interested. It's just timings and stuff. Um, but uh, we're going to try and get some people on and, and go with their suggestions of stuff we should uh, we should be watching that we've not seen for years uh, yeah. or vaguely remember bits of or whatever. Or think we might um, have seen just... we've forgotten it immediately. Yeah, I can just pull apart, pull it apart on health and safety grounds as well, which would be nice. Well, that's, that's, that's what that's what we'll be doing with the French connection. 
our resident health and safety inspector uh, Simon Arnold will be uh, will be inspecting what, what what's happening in that. Yeah, fine. Okay, cool. Well, that's uh, that's Crimson Tide. I can't I can't imagine there's anything that we've left uh, left uncovered. There. Nothing. We, I don't know if we talk much about the film itself, so that that's fine. I think that's it. Stands up, stands up to. Um... To, to perfect perfect sense i think people will be flooding to watch crimson tide after listening to that yeah well i re- I, I really liked it i i uh I, I was into it i would like to say problematic few few kind of questions but then i, I have that about most films nowadays but um, <laughs> i liked I, it it's definitely worth a watch just uh yeah just watch out for those uh that jogging jogging on the sub kind of thing just watch out for that Righto, that's that. So, uh, yeah, see you next time. See you later.